0: Hello, Hyrule. Welcome to episode 24 of Hello, Hyrule, the premiere Legend of Zelda travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete.
1: My name is Chris. Hey, Pete. What's up? So looking back at your many years playing video games, I was curious, what are some like standout final bosses in video games for you. <sighs>
0: That's a genuinely very broad question, but
1: doesn't have to be your favorite final boss of on time. I'm putting you on the spot and I'm not even ready to answer that question definitively, but just some that come to mind as like a, okay. a really remarkable final boss. Well,
0: the first two things that jump to my mind is one that I beat like over a decade ago and one that I beat this year. Uh one was the final boss of Shadow of the Colossus where it's basically a giant tower. Yeah, which very cool, very very good. Yeah, no, that thing was really scary and dramatic, and it happened right after you know what happens. So like, there's a lot of emotion there. Mm-hmm, yeah, L- thunder and lightning, and also you're basically running through a battlefield while it's instantly bombing you the second you're visible.
1: I haven't thought about that in years, but now I'm like pumped up and ready to replay that game. um again.
0: The second one that came to mind immediately was the final boss of Persona Five Royal that I beat this year for the first time.
1: Oh, okay. I only played the original Persona 5. I'm not sure if the final boss is the same in each. Nope.
0: Final boss changes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure that there are some people in the audience (laughs) that probably don't want that spoiled. Yeah,
0: no, no. But it's a good one? It's dope, in my opinion. It's really, like, it builds up over the course of the game. It's just really, really good. Also, the music is sweet.
1: Music in that game is killer. (laughs) I would definitely get, like, that vinyl. Ooh, yeah. Just to have it.
0: I would become a vinyl guy. I'm very much not a vinyl guy.
1: Yeah. No, that game has an incredible sound track what about you Yeah, I didn't really think too much about it either. But I guess some that come to mind, there is like the classic Metal Gear Solid 3 fighting the boss in the flowery battlefield that I mean, just everyone has talked about to death. It's an incredible emotional moment in the story. It's an amazing resolution. It's like absolutely heartbreaking, but also mechanically very rewarding.
0: Now, I, I haven't played that game. That's that's like right after you fight a tank, right? That is
1: maybe not right after you fight an electric man who controls a tank. Yeah, but it's not too long after. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, another great one would be. um, And I think you've watched uh, at least watched a friend play through Bloodborne. Oh, uh, bits and pieces. I've watched you play it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled for Bloodborne. <laughs> okay. But there's there's a character that is in the hub area, the safe area throughout the whole game uh, named Gehrman who is like a wheelchair bound <laughs> character. Wait, really?
0: you just said <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> named German I'm oh my sorry. god I thought you
1: I thought you were messing with me no that was a slip of the tongue because we're going to be talking about Gurham. anyway a character named German who's bound to a wheelchair throughout that whole game and he's a friendly NPC throughout the game and he at the very end of the game there are some revelations about him and he gets up from the wheelchair and the penultimate battle is with him which is a pretty amazing moment so the
0: final boss happens at a, at a southern revival yeah
1: <laughs> and then depending on what you collect throughout the game there is a creature that comes after that that is uh pretty incredible so bloodborne might take it for me right on but yeah speaking of final battles we are gearing up for the final battle of skyward sword in this episode
0: yeah i mean this is probably the final episode of the season right I would
1: imagine, unless we go insanely long, which mm-hmm. I don't think we'll let happen, yeah, this this will be it.
0: If we get as distracted here as I got towards the end of Skyward Sword, uh, then, yeah, we're going to be in trouble. Because around this point in the game, I was avoiding the end because they let you <laughs> to an egregious degree. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So it's like, okay, Zelda's in trouble. I get it. I'm going to just really quick pop off back to Skyloft and try and tackle Fledge's uh, archery challenge again, like real quick.
1: I would rather fight the end boss a million times over (laughs) than go back and play that archery challenge again.
0: A little bit inside baseball here, Chris. At the end of the game, I accidentally saved over my file with a hero mode file. Oh, do it. Because they ask you, do you want to save your game now or at the end of the credits? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll save. And that wipes your game to make a hero mode file. It does. And I opened it back up thinking like, okay, now I'm gonna dedicate the rest of my notebook here to just chronil- to chron, chron- chronicling?
1: chronicling Chronicling. Thank you. I don't think that's the word actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think that's right. Chronicling. I'm gonna be chronicling my um my many, many attempts at tackling Fledge until I get it or I run out of pages. Yeah. And the second I opened it I realized I don't have a file anymore which is kind of frustrating, but you know what? I'm free. (laughs) They did you a solid and you didn't realize it. Also, that is
1: fully on you because, man, they really make it clear what you're about to do. Apparently not clear enough. Yeah, you must have buttoned through some stuff. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to give us a quick recap. Yes, please. So in the last episode, we bested the Skyloft Silent Realm and unlocked the key to the corkscrew dungeon hidden beneath the Isle of the Goddess, Skykeep. We slid our way through the many blocks that this dungeon was built of, finding pieces of the Triforce hidden behind challenges that tested our power, wisdom, and courage, while also catching up with Skurvo's more successful younger brother, Dreadnought. (laughs)
0: Finally <laughs> forgot about that.
1: <laughs> finally, we gathered the three pieces of the Triforce and prayed to deliver Demise a mouthful of Skyrule, only to have <laughs> our plan slightly thwarted by Girahim, who waited in the darkness to grab Zelda and time travel back to the past where Demise hadn't yet met his well, Demise. Wah wah. So yeah, we implied that this was really like traveling through the gate of time is the point of no return. Yeah. There's really another point of no return probably halfway through this episode. That one's even funnier. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, (laughs) I don't know. You might as well do any loose ends here and you should probably fill up, even if you haven't used potions in the past, it wouldn't be a bad idea to visit the bazaar and get some potion plus pluses, Mm, bring them down with you. Just catch
0: some fairies.
1: Yeah, you could do that too. Depends on, you know, however bold you feel. I
0: will say this, if you don't have the Hylian shield, like I assume we both, did you're gonna want to like have some multiple shields on you
1: the hylian shield is very valuable in these last few fights especially because the shield bash is very valuable in these last few
0: fights valuable more like mandatory
1: yeah (laughs) mandatory for for adult for for big boys who are ready Mm -hmm. to save the world Mm -hmm. so yeah we're gonna head through (laughs) the gate of time into the past uh where we see a wounded impa who explains to us that Girahim appeared out of thin air and got the drop on her. I saw this dialogue, and I'm just thinking, did he appear out of nowhere, or did he come through the gate that you were specifically guarding?
0: It could be a little from
1: both columns,
0: right? Because he can teleport. Yeah, but we watched him go through the gate. (laughs) Yeah, but who knows? Like, Impa could have been, like, grabbing a fruit or something, you know?
1: That's what I see. That's the cutscene I want to (laughs) see, is, like, (laughs) Impa, like, chowing down. What did we establish she was eating? The fruit from the Tree of Life here, right? Yeah. So I want to see her stuffing her face and then just gear him her in the back of the
0: was just hanging out, drinking a smoothie. Yeah.
1: So she tells us not to worry about her and to go chase after him through the great doors at the front of the temple.
0: Can we just give her a potion and then she'll come with us? Oh, that would make things <laughs> so much easier
1: during this next segment. So we, we get out these front doors and we see gear him at the bottom of the sealed grounds that center all the way down there yeah and he's doing this weird little dance around zelda who's laying there half unconscious he's
0: like teleporting around her and like singing and doing little dances every time he reappears in a different spot uh he like <laughs>
1: gyrates a lot and, yeah like, wiggles his hands i, I wrote it's,
0: actually i wrote down here in my notes during this part it says i'm getting real majima vibes from Girahim today this
1: is that's <laughs> a great note this is Girahim at his most majima just like majima the majima everywhere version of Ghirahim, Yes, exactly exactly popping out of everywhere <laughs> So so he snaps his fingers, which puts like this gold diamond gate around the edges of the sealed grounds, right. ensuring that Link can't just dive down and deliver a skyward sword into his forehead.
0: You can't fool me. I've seen how high Link can jump. He can jump pretty high, but he can't
1: jump over a gate, I guess. I don't know. Can't
0: you like do a dead rising and like just jump on some enemies and leap over? Oh, that would be cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're going to get the opportunity in a second here because uh, Gear him chants, Hear me, my whore the spell is nearly complete the demon king returns until then you will keep that walp from interfering with my ritual I don't care if the whole lot of you get lodged on the end of his blade you will buy me the time I need do not fear him fear my wrath if you fail me
0: right kind of just like die to him or die to me kind of situation
1: yeah and he implies that dying to him will be a lot worse which you know spoilers it won't happen and it
0: wouldn't be worse I mean, these are a swarm of Bokoblins here, which they die even faster than normal. So, like, how much worse could it be, really?
1: Okay, so we are actually going to talk now about what I'm deeming the mini boss of this area the Hordes of Darkness.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, So yeah, this is, like you said, a mob of seemingly infinite Bacoblin.
0: This is the part that inspired Hyrule Warriors, if I recall. Or, I assume.
1: I don't know. I know we talked about that, because this feels like a Musou game. Extremely. Fighting hundreds of Bacoblin in a way that you 100% do not at any other point in this game. <laughs> in order to balance the difficulty, like you said, they kind of make it so most of the Bacoblin do not block, right. and they all take a single hit of damage on the standard mode. Hero mode's kind of another beast and it's oh boy. much harder
0: well i mean a lot of them you can actually just run past the thing is that every so often there's going to be a wall that you're going to be forced to stop at mm-hmm. so you do actually have to fight everything you pass
1: yeah yes exactly some like artificial gates that ensure that we will be taking out all of the enemies at certain points so at first it's just standard bacoblin with one hit
0: there is actually a new iteration of bacoblin, but it's not that What is it? Uh, it's actually just a standard red bokoblin that runs up holding a bomb over their head.
1: Oh, yeah, these
0: guys. So we've got some kamikaze bokos running up.
1: Kamikaze bokos, I love it. I think the whole purpose of this is to show how effective bombs are with these hordes of bokoblin, considering any amount of damage will wipe them out. Those bombs have a solid area of effect if you could toss them in.
0: Also, raises a really good point for Zelda as a franchise in general. Not a lot of enemies are throwing bombs your way, are they? In basically the whole franchise.
1: Yeah, I guess not that I can think of.
0: As far as I'm aware, in the majority of Zelda games, you're the only person in the whole world who uses bombs.
1: Which is weird because... Other characters have items that are specifically to hold them. (laughs) Yep. The world is very aware of the existence of them, but they're afraid of them. They fear them. I mean... Aside from these brave little bacoblins, You should be afraid of them, though. For
0: sure. Most
1: of the... A lot of the enemies are weak to them in pretty reasonable ways, considering they are bombs. Like,
0: those bomb flowers might be fragrant and and be good in tea and stuff, but they will take your jaw off. (laughs) yeah,
1: it is not recommended to eat a bomb flower. <laughs> there are also these I guess speaking of bacoblins that do different stuff, there are bacoblins here who just have horns, uh-huh, the horns that alert nearby bacoblin of your location, right. Like usually they'll have a horn and then they'll attack you after they blow the horn. These have the sole purpose of letting others know where you are so they don't ever attack. They kind of just run around in circles with the horn. You can use the whip to steal the horn from them. Right. Uh, Or if you knock the horn out of their hands, other ones of them will pick it up. Something fun about this, and thank you Zeltic. We're going to link Zeltic's video in the show notes. Something fun about this occurrence of these horned bacoblin: The horns in this battle only play the the same musical cue that the flute in link to the past plays what? or the ocarina i always called it the ocarina in that game wait what do you mean it's like a
2: doo-doo-doo-doo,
0: doo-doo-doo-doo. Wait, wait, wait 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 the, wait the the horn noise in this part of the game is different than earlier on it is yeah it's a direct nod to link
1: to the past no way it's it's the noise that link plays when he plays the flute just to warp around <laughs>
0: Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun little nod. There's a couple of fun
1: little nods that uh, are in this section. There's one more that I'm going to bring up in, in just a minute. I
0: mean, that's cool and all, but like, why at this part of the game? That seems so random. To make it more subtle,
1: something, I guess, maybe something that you could either catch or miss. Like there's
0: so much going on that you wouldn't catch it.
1: Yeah, I didn't catch it until I watched the Celtic video, and I love Link to the Past. There's no good reason for me to have missed it. <laughs> so yeah, that's a fun little thing. Uh, a little bit further down, we also encounter some Stalfos. You can bomb him. or spin attack them they are standard stalfos uh there's going to be a lot of moblins those wood shield moblins which aren't a big threat but i mean when it's a moblin and 300 bokoblin around them
0: now you have a problem
1: yeah it's a little bit different but again just toss some bombs or run up their shield and do a (sighs) boss or break their shield wish i had
0: known about that
1: And at the very bottom, we have basically one last batch of Bokoblin before we trigger a cutscene with Gearham. Is there anything else you want to talk about about this uh, trek down?
0: Um, no. I I think we were pretty efficient in describing it. There's not a lot new here. It's just presented in a new way. Yeah, I think it's dope though.
1: It's real cool. It's a very memorable end battle. It feels incredibly heroic. Like uh-huh. by making the bacoblin single hit enemies, they make it feel like Link is this force of power (laughs) at
0: this point in the game you should feel like that right
1: you've now done 7000 trials to prove your power (laughs) you feel it you feel it here
0: we took the weighted training gi off it lands in a cloud
1: I guess something I didn't mention is if you have the charged up skyward strike Mm -hmm. it's great here you can just launch that projectile and it just cuts down a wave of them this was critical for me to finish this part in hero mode yeah I literally put this part down for like a long period of time in hero mode because
0: it is very difficult sheesh
1: and the stuff that happens after this is even more tough this whole end sequence was very difficult can
0: you imagine can you imagine like because they made regular bocos like really weak like it's cutting through tissue paper imagine if they did that with all the other enemies like the lazulfos and the moblins also go down a lot faster
1: yeah it would be a little bit weird it would be weird because you have the opportunity to travel to other areas before this final battle and like clean up Mm -hmm. and i would imagine that they are not that weak if you would do that
0: yeah that's fair I, i guess that would be the thing if they locked you out then that would be a cool thing to do
1: right like if if they forced you through doing this and it was just like hey no matter what link is just this powerful now mm-hmm. it would be a cool sequence but like uh, it's kind of hard uh-huh.
0: to you can't power scale that
1: yeah exactly but yeah it's a, it's a cool sequence Um, So yeah, we're going to approach Girahim, who is seemingly doing the final steps of whatever this spell is, on an unconscious, levitating Zelda in the center of the sealed grounds.
0: Yeah, he's playing some slumber party games.
1: Yeah. He says, You're far too quick, boy. I realize a simple child like you knows nothing of magic, but spells like this take time and a steady hand. Can't you wait quietly like a good boy? You petulant brat, you've pushed me (laughs) too far. I've waited my whole existence for this. This is my moment. If you're so intent on hurrying to your grave, I'll be happy to show you the way. And then he tosses Zelda through the air where she continues to levitate. So he like tosses her higher up.
0: You want her? Go get her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You're such a big hero. Jump and get her. Yeah. Come on, big man. (laughs) So yeah, he tosses Zelda into the air and he says, this time there will be no heroic escape. I was a fool to toy with you and let you walk away with your life before, but I won't make that mistake again. Yeah, dude. It was a little bit (laughs) foolish a few of those times.
0: Like the first time he was just being bold the next two, what, two times? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, cool flames engulf him in this moment and he does what I describe in my notes as a Dragon Ball Z move Ooh. where he punches the sky and a platform rises and lifts Link and him into the air uh, this is like a weird diamond platform his thing is just these gold diamonds
0: so it, he he's all about the diamonds I get that I mean I like that he's staying on theme yeah and I like it it's a really cool aesthetic for this dude but I will say that like the whole what this is about to be like it's just like a series of tiered chess boards made out of hard light it's a really weird thing to stick in the middle of this area at this point of the game it's just really it's, weird it's in really my opinion. weird
1: but as i say every time we do something involved with the sealed grounds i'll take anything over another imprisoned thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair so yeah we're going to at this point see a new form of gear the demon lord form And like, this is where it really becomes, I mean, I don't know, maybe I missed something previously, but this is where it becomes very clear that Girahim is the evil, uh, (laughs) fi.
0: There's gotta be. There's got to be a a more descriptive way to say that. He he looks just like Fi, but like dark and evil. Yeah. He's a, he's a beep boop sword boy.
1: He's a beep boop sword boy. He's got this dark onyx skin. He's got a diamond on his forehead. He's got a diamond on his chest. And he's got a bunch of diamond patterns. He seems to be fully nude, kind of. Uh, but but well, like Barbie doll or like Ken doll nude.
0: I mean, I don't know about that. Because the way that the checkers on him are... Our place, it almost looks like he's wearing like plaid khaki shorts, like he's going to go skateboarding.
1: yeah I could see that I was gonna say it kind of just looks like a full size body stocking or something like he's
0: it's it's kind of skin tight it's it's like a white and black aesthetic I realize I've kind of been on this kick lately but he looks even more like a Jojo character now
1: this is for sure like stand form like this is <laughs> this is the ultimate version of that and it's a great design it's a really cool design it's really it's solid and like, again realizing the parallels between exactly. Exactly this and Phi, I think, kinda elevates Phi's character as well in some ways. Uh-huh. The fact that Demise has his own Phi throughout this. And his has a personality. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. For sure. Where's
0: our upgrade?
1: (laughs) So yeah, he says he should have put you in your place earlier, but he showed some mercy given his station required him to show a semblance of dignity. He says, I've let a mere boy make a fool of me for the last time. You stand before a demon, or should I say a weapon without mercy? And we get this quick glimpse of him turning into a full sword. Mm-hmm. And this sword is a demonic version of the Master Sword.
0: Super cool.
1: It's real cool.
0: We're going to get a, a, a better look at it later. This is more like a quick glimpse.
1: Yeah, it's got the same general shape as the Master Sword.
0: It's like a jagged buster sword version of the Master yeah, Sword. Yeah,
1: that is a fitting. Yeah, it's kind of copper looking. I don't know. It looks like a dragon version of this sword. <laughs> It's metal. It's cool. Anyway, he says for you, boy, I've prepared and this is kind of funny, but he says for you, boy, I've prepared a most appropriate and humiliating death. I even have a pet name for it. I call it the endless plunge. First, I will take my time bludgeoning you. And when I grow bored of it, I will drive you to the edge and deliver a last strike to send you falling to your doom spoilers this is how we kill him
0: yeah got any more hints for me chief (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's just
1: describing exactly how to take him on
0: and here's how you kill me
1: (laughs) he says i'll delight in casting your body into this pit and snuffing out the flame of your life your broken body will serve as fine sustenance for the demon king
0: you know and this is all a lot of fun flirty language here from gary but like what the fight really just boils down to is a sumo match
1: Essentially, yeah.
0: Like, you're just going to go at each other to, until someone pushes the other over the edge of, of these platforms. And once you knock gear him over the edge, he'll fall and you can do a finishing blow into his chest.
1: Exactly.
0: And then the previous platform disappears and then second verse, same as the first, until you knock him down to Chinatown.
1: Yeah, you got it. Imagine, like, doing something called a fatal blow to a living thing three times. Is he living? I guess not. I mean he certainly won't be after this.
0: I mean you got you got Fi who we know is a kind of immortal robot ghost thing, uh and then we get Girahim who's like the gamer PC version of Fi.
1: <laughs> He's the monster energy version of Phi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you knock you knock him down over like two or three times. After that point, Gearham just lies on his back on the final platform as it slowly lowers down back to the earth. Mm-hmm. And I found this shot actually very, very funny. Because <laughs> it's supposed it's supposed to be dramatic, and Gearham's real mad at you, and you know, you're finally having this showdown with this guy. And then it's just like a slow elevator ride down back to the ground. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Um, but yeah, then on the ground here, we enter phase two of this fight where he pulls out of thin air this like seemingly stone cutlass. It seems like his body is made of stone at this point, right? Like, is that a fair assumption or like onyx? More or less. He pulls out this seemingly stone cutlass. Uh, His regular defenses are essentially impenetrable at this point.
0: Yeah, that's his original sword that he would use in the past boss fights. Oh, did he? I think so.
1: Okay, you might be right. We need to shield bash him because shield bashing is fun and good (laughs) when he. He gets like countered he falls back a little bit and you want to stab him right in his big vulnerable chest area this big shiny diamond on his chest mm-hmm. he's gonna do some kunai throws and he has an evil version of the skyward strike he has like a red version of it that we can kind of send back at him so we can have a little ping pong
0: with them what is that anyway like why does he ha- also have a skyward strike shouldn't he be pointing his down the end of the game is like hey p.s everyone has skyward strikes
1: this 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 really cool, unique thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know why he has it. I mean, it could just be written off as like some kind of weird fire projectile. It's not a, because I don't think he, I don't think he lifts his hand into the air before doing them. Doesn't he? I might be wrong.
0: I feel like whether whether he does or not, I feel like it should definitely be like a heckward strike. You know what I mean? Like he sticks it down to the earth and then it turns red.
1: Yeah, that would be a cool little differentiator.
0: No, if I recall correctly too, at this point of the fight, you can only get him with stabs. Is that right? Because I I think that's how I had to do it.
1: You have to stun him and then you can only stab forward into his chest.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: So whether that's a simple shield bash and poke forward or just like you wear him down with left and right and then you stab forward.
0: Yeah, I I think it's pretty cool because this is like what the first enemy that requires a stab over anything else.
1: No, you've got things like w- what were the Armos where like you get the head down and then you have to stab the diamond. Oh, like that's
0: true. I forgot about those. Yeah,
1: there there are a few enemies, but it's like more often than not, they don't differentiate.
0: So we got office security, Armos, and we got Girahim. Okay.
1: Yeah, let's not draw a connection there <laughs> that doesn't need to be drawn for now.
0: Well, and then, all right. So after this stage, Him says, forget subtlety. I'm Cloud Strife now. And then the sword gets even bigger.
1: Yeah, he makes this onyx rapier a onyx greatsword which is a pretty cool design again it's kind of just putting diamonds on things that didn't have diamonds
0: he's the world's most evil bedazzler
1: <laughs> hey i mean we might sound like we're dunking on him i will take a hundred percent more designs like gear him in future zelda games
0: oh absolutely i love this dude
1: yeah but uh so yeah he has this giant onyx greatsword and the trick to this third phase is you want to break through the greatsword into the core of the great sword and damage the core of the great sword
0: yeah that took me a little bit to figure out
1: yeah it's definitely different like you can't hit him at all and as you chip away at the great sword you see a red core start to reveal itself Uh but he's gonna do tricks like flip the sword left and right or like flip it around so you have to very intentionally keep hitting the same part of the sword if you want to make any progress here
0: he'll restore it pretty quick too
1: yeah he will restore it if you take too long i forgot about that Actually,
0: If you he just let you chop away at his weapon and not fix it, then the fight would go a lot faster.
1: So you want to basically get all the way to the core. It's going to stun him and you're going to do one more poke into his chest. I think you do this once and he collapses and this boss fight
0: ends. Uh, I think that's right. He
1: has some dialogue. This is preposterous, driven to my knees by a simple child of man. Laughable. No matter how many times we clash, I can't prevail. <laughs> Initiating self-destruct sequence. <laughs> And then he says, but never mind that victory is still mine to savor while we fought the ritual I started continued at last it's completed. The demon king shall devour the soul of the goddess and resurrect in his full glory.
0: I remember at this point he's panting like real hard. And I remember thinking like, you're a robot. Why are you breathing?
1: (laughs) Yeah. What is what's going on with your respiratory system? You friggin (laughs) robot.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so, at this point, a cloud of black smoke rises from the sealed ground, the center of the sealed ground, and our good friend the imprisoned comes back into the arena.
0: The teeth man cometh.
1: The teeth man cometh. Underneath a screaming Zelda, the imprisoned consumes Zelda's soul as Girahim laughs. And it's like. I, I only know this was Zelda's soul because I wrote down the dialogue that he had previously. At first, it was (laughs) kind of hard to tell what's happening here Uh because it's just like a yellow aura leaving Zelda's body and going into...
0: Otherwise what? It's just like devouring her life essence and she dies? I
1: don't know. To be honest with you, there is a lot of souls that go from one place to another in the final hour of this game. So I guess it's something that we get used to pretty quick. Uh, The imprisoned consumes her soul and Girahim says, don't you see it's all over. You and your kind of lost. This world and everything in it now belong to darkness. They belong to my master. And we cut to the fog where the Imprisoned just was as it was consuming her soul. Mm-hmm. Except now the Imprisoned is no longer the Imprisoned. He's transformed.
0: Yeah, he's buff. He's hunky.
1: <laughs> he's this burly and stature creature with a white X on its forehead, glowing red and orange hair. Are we starting to uh, paint a familiar picture here? Mm-hmm. And the red-orange hair actually at this point you might notice is similar to the weak points of Gearham, which was a cool oh. touch. Oh. Uh, and his skin seems to be that onyx material that was similar to Gearham's uh skin
0: well parts of it his skin at different points like kind of shifts from like black to gray and like it's murky this dude looks like a personification of the oil industry <laughs>
1: Yeah, 100%. This looks like if BP could get their hands on (laughs) Ganon, like this would be the end result of
0: that. Yeah, if Ganon went into offshore drilling, that's what (laughs) it would start to look like.
1: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I mean, there's no beating around the bush. This is Demise. This is the ancient origin of Ganondorf's malice.
0: Yep, very clearly.
1: It's got visual parallels to Ganondorf left and
0: right. His muscle gains are way greater than Ganon's ever were, though.
1: For sure. Yeah, this is a intimidating looking creature but i think the thing really that you should take note of and um that Zeltic video that I mentioned before points this out as well. Ganondorf's head, this is where Ganondorf would, you know, wear his like jewelry. Oh. And later you would see Ganondorf get stabbed through the head with a master sword. Oh, so, that's right. So to see this big white X <laughs> on Demise's head is a fun little nod to future events and his lineage.
0: Well, lineage. It's Demise and then just Ganondorf because every Ganondorf is the same guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Ghirahim says, welcome back to us, master. And Demise, completely uninterested in (laughs) Girahim, sticks his hand out, seemingly killing Ghirahim. I mean, Ghirahim just goes into a lifeless T-pose
0: here. He just kind of absorbs him back into the sword. I get it. Listen, Demise, I get it. Like, I don't like to hear my sword talk either. (laughs) Like he just turns it
1: off <laughs> it it does kind of make you envy if you're playing the original version of this game it does kind of make you envy not being able to do this defy at any point in the game uh yeah Girahim's core starts glowing and suddenly that demonic master sword we saw a second ago starts coming out of Girahim's chest mm-hmm. and flies into demise's hand and then Girahim reanimates starts laughing and similar to Zelda his spirit just enters this demon master sword right and this is Demise's weapon for battle.
0: Is, I don't think we ever get a name for Demise's sword. I think it's also just a master sword. I guess so. Because both Fi and Gearham call their wielder's master. So it's just a master sword. The only real differences is like the size, the jagged edges of the blade, and also like the Triforce symbol is upside down. It's flipped like this is maybe the low rule master sword. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I have to assume. I, I've got to assume there's some. Some kind of theory video on that somewhere.
1: It kind of reminds me. I know I've brought up Mario RPG in the past.
0: <gasps> oh my goddess! Yes, you, completely. you know what I'm
1: saying. It, it reminds me of the giant story that gets lodged into the castle at the start. Yeah,
0: Xor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So demise turns to us and says, "So you are the chosen knight of the goddess? Intriguing. The goddess lowered herself to a mortal existence to keep me imprisoned. How pathetic! This bag of flesh pales in comparison to the magnificence." of her previous form. Referring to Zelda.
0: Yo, he likes to talk about like bag of flesh as an insult here. If you look at his text boxes, the background of his text boxes look like meat. Ooh, that's very silent hell. I remember taking a note on that. It's like, it's like, bro, why do your text boxes look
1: like meat? <laughs> so Demise snaps his wrist and tosses Zelda through the air. Fortunately, Groose has snuck back in time at some point. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't worry, Link, I got this as it's the most triumphant version of Groose theme plays yet. Dope. And he catches her in midair, and Link turns around, and he is officially done with Demise's... Have fun editing that one out. (laughs) Ah!
0: You had to get one on me. You've
1: gotten a lot on me in the past. Uh, So, (laughs) he says, Hmm, so you and that other human would stand before obliteration to aid the goddess, would you? How curious. The humans I've known were weak things, hardly more than insects, shivering under rocks and ready to flee at the mere glimpse of me. So, Demise, I guess before being put to sleep or being imprisoned, was just demolished humans left and right
0: i mean i would be terrified of this guy yeah he's gonna like yeah everyone used to be real scared of me i'm like dude i don't blame them <laughs>
1: Yeah, it would be a totally reasonable thing to be afraid of this thing.
0: But thankfully we got MVP Groose out here. We're going to have a, a tag team match against Demise. I think it's going to be easy.
1: Absolutely. Link raises his sword at one point to just shut him up and he says, You grow more fascinating by the second human. I never imagined I'd meet one of your kind who wished to stand against me in battle. Very well then. I shall prepare a place for us where we will not be bothered by distractions. If you still have the courage to face me, seek me the there and demise disappears into this portal of darkness that he has created
0: i think it's around this point where demise also has a line i don't have the exact quote written here demise says something to the tune of he's waited eons for his return I just remember thinking, like, we're in the past, right? We're, like, thousands of years in the past, right after the point where Demise got sealed. I have
1: the quote right here. Oh! I've waited eons to return. I can spare a few more moments to
0: let you decide. Hey, Demise, like, it's been... Didn't he just get sealed? We're in the past. We are in the past, yeah. Then how long has he been waiting? What does he think an eon is?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. How long, is this right after Hylia tosses Skyloft
0: up? That was my impression that this, you know, he had just been put down.
1: I don't know. Maybe he has some all-knowing knowledge of... <laughs> oh,
0: maybe Gearham caught him up?
1: Yeah, I mean, if we talk about the goddess and, and her future awareness that you've given her as a superpower in previous episodes yeah
0: true i mean hey they both got master swords maybe they both got future vision yeah i mean i don't know i guess it's possible that before he got sealed the first time he was also waiting for a return before
1: that <laughs> it's possible the one thing that stands out to me about this speech just a minute ago we had Gihem say It was pretty foolish of me to let you get away all those times. I should have just taken care of you. Uh huh. And then Demise Awakens kills Giraham, and says, listen, I'm going to go over there to the arena and wait for you. (laughs) You do what you got to do and then come meet me. The apple doesn't fall far.
0: Like what's going to happen if he does, if you have the final encounter here, it's not going to look as cool because that's really the main reason you're going somewhere. I'm
1: just going to have less fairies in my jars.
0: There's going to (laughs) be... There's going to be like maybe one interruption from Groose, maybe. And then Demise will cleft him in twain and the fight will continue.
1: Do you think that Demise got a peek of the Grucinator and was like, screw that. I'm fighting on my own terms. That <laughs> thing will mess <laughs> me up. That's the one thing Demise fears is the Grucinator.
0: I guess. I, If he's got future vision, that would be the thing.
1: Maybe. Oh, I mean, that makes sense, right? That that was the downfall of the imprisoned ultimate form.
0: Unless he's also worried about Impa, because she could come back.
1: Oh, that's more logical. But I like this primal thing, this subconscious fear in the back of his head that the Grucinator will be a part of this fight. So he's like, no, 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 we're fighting elsewhere. Oh.
0: Could you imagine if you're actually f- having the final battle here and, like, you're down at the bottom fighting Demise, like, one-on-one, but Gruus is still, like, launching bombs at the dude during the fight?
1: It would be much tougher. I think the reason why the Gruusinator is so easy to use is because Imprisoned takes up most of the arena. Sure. Demise is a imposing presence, but he's not nearly as large as the Imprisoned.
0: I don't know. I mean, based on how when you have control of the Grusinator and can aim it, it's pretty precise.
1: It is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, demise moves a bit quick.
0: Sure. Actually, yeah, he is extremely fast, so...
1: It's a shame that they couldn't find the middle ground between the incredibly large, towering figure that is very goofy-looking and the smaller but incredibly cool and imposing figure, which is Demise.
0: Well, I mean, they did try and go for a middle point where you, you look at his design and Demise does have, like, the scales and whatnot from the imprisoned. Like, there is parts of that that are on his body. Sure. Sure. Thankfully he doesn't have like the jelly toes that would be a oh. <laughs> kind of that would kind of bring him down a notch that
1: would be a nightmare would you say the imprisoned is the ganon to demise's ganondorf
0: I in what sense? Just because one is bigger?
1: No, in in that there is one more primal, more feral version. They are both the same creature. Uh huh. But one is a more primal, feral version.
0: Well, in that sense, yeah. Like I, I, I do think the imprisoned is the more animalistic version of demise.
1: Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, do you think that's a a conscious parallel that they drew, or is that oh. just a connection I am putting together?
0: I I don't know if I would give them credit for that. Fair enough. Because demise, de, the imprisoned is. An accident, narratively and visually.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So at this point, Demise has traveled through this darkness portal, and as we approach it, Phi will warn us that once we enter, there is a 0% chance that we will be able to return unless we vanquish the foe. This is the point of no return. Mm-hmm. I know in the last episode I said a point of no return,
0: but I was wrong. One more attempt at Fledge's archery challenge. <laughs> one more.
1: The true final boss of the game.
0: Just one more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: that dude is so- actually you know what fledge has gotten so strong bring him down yeah
1: for sure anyway so we can go and heal up in the sealed ground to get some fairies there or anywhere really
0: well you can just have a sit there's a stool nearby and then that'll heal you up
1: that'll heal you up but if you want any jarred fairies to actually pop open you know sure i i guess i'm a bit more of a scaredy cat than you are
0: i i don't recall if i had fairies or not to be honest wow what a cool guy <laughs> <laughs> whoa what are these sunglasses that came down on my face i
1: had like solely an inventory of fairy bottles
0: (laughs) i mean that's the only reason i use bottles too i get it
1: so yeah we can go really quick if we want and talk to Grus and impa here Grus is in his usual demeanor he's very proud of himself for catching zelda which he should be good good, good job it was a great catch he says he's gonna hang out here and continue to protect zelda impa says essentially the same thing don't worry about it do what you have to do the whole world's fate rests in your hands. Cool. Thanks, Impa.
0: I mean, we do need to keep Zelda safe during all this. Otherwise, what was the point? We do. I know. I do like the juxtaposition, though, where you have Gruus who says, don't worry, man, I got this. I'm going to protect Zelda. Impa's like, yeah, I'll stay here and protect Zelda. But actually, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. She's a little <laughs> bit more realistic. But you know what? Let's toss Gruus that bone because he had a whole arc. He had his self-loathing period. So we, you know, go back to the darkness portal and Fi reassures us. I really like this one line. She says, know that even in the place that lies beyond this portal, I will be with you. I think the connection between Phi. If you don't... (laughs) completely hate Fi at this point. And I think if if the Switch version is your first version, you might not completely hate Fi at this point. Yeah, I think the relationship between Fi and Link really shines in this last bit of the game.
0: Honestly, I like Fi a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, as Zelda partners go. Mm-hmm. I just wish that she didn't talk so much. It was
1: the mechanical implementation of Fi that I think they botched. But the character itself, I like. And the fact that the character might still be around in the future is a cool thing. Anyway, let's get to it
0: later. Chris, before we enter the hole, I do want to point out we are very far in the past and the sealed grounds look exactly the same as they do in the present. everything is still broken down the temple isn't in more of a solid condition the moss has not expanded or anything like it doesn't look fresh it looks like it's been exactly as old as it was when we last left that is a good observation the only thing that i have noticed that changed chris is that there is a bird statue that you can say (laughs) that that's it that they destroyed somewhere along the way that's it yeah no they they knocked that one down
1: (laughs) yeah not to break the wall down but i would chalk that more up to hey we cannot create another version of this map on this game <laughs> that we are stretching thin
0: already that's fair that's <laughs> fair i mean you know the colors are different so maybe you don't notice yeah
1: yeah no that's that's a that's a funny point I, I completely didn't think of that someone must have really hated that statue and kicked it down in the thousand <laughs> years
2: since
1: but speaking of unique and interesting arenas we dive through this dark portal and it takes us to what looks like an infinite square sky pond yeah hey demise why make something so peaceful looking well did this remind you of anything on first glance
0: i mean a, a couple of things it's not a lot of detail here but what what are you thinking
1: i'm thinking ocarina of time baby <gasps> oh this is the dark link arena
0: oh my okay yeah all right i see what you're going for i mean
1: not one-to-one because like there is a building in the in that fight and, and a tree and a tree and it's just an infinite pond and clouds and fog in the area okay i don't think it's the same thing necessarily but i think it definitely is supposed to make you think of that
0: all right so it's time to pull out the bigger on sword and cheat at that fight yeah
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to that game.
0: Ukkari is a great game. Uh, oh, it's going to be fun.
1: Love when the game gives you a master sword and then gives you a sword that's better than the master sword. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the point?
0: Anyway, uh, it's it's the win every fight sword. But go on. It's
1: so good though. It I mean, it takes a while. Okay, okay, we're getting ahead. Okay, of okay. Um, we find ourselves in the sky pond and. Demises is here. He says, ah, so you've decided to meet your end in battle after all. It pleases me greatly to see such misplaced valor, human. Take a moment to appreciate your surroundings, for where we stand shall serve as your tomb for eternity. Eh. You see where Girahan gets some of his sass.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know what? I was joking before, but honestly, Ghirahim might have got it from his boss.
1: His boss, you know, said, hey, this is acceptable workplace <laughs> behavior.
0: And... No one's going to call HR over this. (laughs)
1: he says the hate for the gods that has boiled in my veins you will taste all of it in the bite of my blade the only question left is how long you will manage to remain standing before i take your life try to keep it interesting for me would you and when you do fall know that your world and everything in it is mine to dominate mine to subjugate mine to rule when i finish with you you can take solace in knowing your friends and kin will soon follow as i wipe all who oppose me from the face of the this world. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool, bud. Listen, we've heard a lot of that stuff over the past thirty hours.
0: Like at this point of the game, like he is genuinely threatening. But I'm just tired oh, yeah. at this point. I'm like, I've been doing so much. I proved myself ten thousand times. Like, can we fight now? It's those friggin' tad tones. If those tad tones weren't there, <laughs>
1: anyway, the blue sunny infinite sky turns to darkness as Link readies his sword for battle. uh We hear at this point. This is this is such a cool detail. Again, thank you, Zeltic. We're gonna the video in the show notes. The organs kick in, and it's Ganondorf's theme from Ocarina of Time.
0: course i
1: didn't notice i <laughs> did this fight like twice and i didn't notice it's so good he says it won't be long now at last the almighty power i've sought for millennia i will take the triforce for my own and the world shall be under my foot for eternity i don't know sometimes i get like a rock under my foot (laughs) in my shoe from like being outside for like five minutes Uh and it's the most irritating thing in the world i wouldn't want a world under my foot
0: this dude's barefoot i don't think he's gonna care oh he does he's got those big rocky feet he's a nature boy but
1: anything's got to be better than those lumpy imprisoned feet anyway we're about to fight demise we're about
0: to throw down but the very first thing that i try to do at the start of every fight is ask Fi for help. So here's what Fi has to say. This eternal being has conquered time itself. It is the source of all monsters. According to tales passed down through generations, it appears differently in each epoch and to each person who lays eyes on it. So, I... There's more... But it's more mechanical stuff that she has to say. This is more what I want to focus on. Demise is more of like, what, a mind demon? Is he? Like his appearance changes through time and to each individual person who looks at him this is the demise that Link sees. Like, I want to know what, like, what gruce sees. Is he scarier?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It's like a Silent Hill monster thing where the monsters in Silent Hill games uh-huh. are manifestations based on the different protagonists uh-huh. throughout those games and appear differently to the NPCs in the world. So to
0: Impa, who saw him, could have looked like a, an actual genuine, like, demon. To Gruce he could just look like Link, for all I know. Then to Link, Link's biggest, like, fear for this guy is just a big dude.
1: But that doesn't really jive with Demise's statement earlier about how people were just cowering in fear.
0: Well, trauma. yeah. If if he embodies everybody's personal fear.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I think another interesting thing here with what Fi is saying is, according to tales passed down through generations, almost as if Fi has an awareness of
0: future games, right? Ooh, or previous generations. I mean, we there's past societies. We've walked through them.
1: So you think there have been many Demises and many Links even up to this point?
0: I don't think there's been other Links. But Demise's end goal is to eat the world. Yeah, but his goal isn't to eat Link. It, it's, you know...
1: Right, right, right. But you can't end the world and then end the world again a few years later.
0: Wait, 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 wait. What are you suggesting here?
1: I'm suggesting that Fi has Hylia's future
0: vision oh but she's telling us that like there's legends of him yeah
1: going back to jake's great theory of you know there is there the legend of zelda is a legend told throughout time fi has whatever awareness of these you know, these legends that have been told.
0: Fi's got the cliff notes of every version of Zelda. I mean, that's cool if that's the thing, but her phrasing is real weird if that's the case.
1: I agree. Yeah. No, I that might have been a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't defend that any longer than I've already defended it.
0: <laughs> I'll say this. If there's been tales through generations about Demise, then that explains my earlier question about Demise's line about him waiting for eons. <sighs> you don't look satisfied
1: i don't know i just don't see how demise could have existed without this is you know the goddess's hero would have had to fight him back
0: wait why demise lived in heck for a very long time and uh he got bored of that and then he wanted hyrule i guess (laughs) is that not complex enough for you
1: no i guess That, that that's probably about as satisfying as we're gonna get for demise's past What I'm interested in is Demise's future, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, yeah. Because Demise's present is he's going to get a whooping from (laughs) these guys over here. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: This fight is actually pretty brief, but Demise, like, no joke, he's a beast.
1: Yeah, if Demise hits you, he hits you hard. And if he hits you in hero mode, he'll do like four or five hearts worth of damage. You cannot do this fight without some potions. It is very difficult, but it's a very cool fight. There are two phases to this. The first phase, essentially, he swings his sword and approaches you. You can shield bash his attacks and swing... At a vulnerable angle, or you can bait him into leaving himself vulnerable by doing like rotating sword attacks, like right, left, right, left, right,
0: left. <laughs> like, wait, what are you doing?
1: If you get sloppy with swings, he counterattacks you in a way that right. very few enemies. I think Gearhem kind of would do this, but very few other enemies in this game did. Uh, he does a fair bit of damage. Backflips are very helpful mm-hmm. if you're good at them at all in this fight.
0: Did you figure out what weapon just dist- like what ran random- item distracts him because i wasn't able to figure it out i did oh good good
1: and uh, we're going back to link to the past again where you can use the bug net uh <laughs> to defeat agonim the you know first form of of uh, ganondorf in that game mm-hmm. uh you can use the bug net to reflect its projectiles back at him if you pull out your bug net in this game demise just looks at it with like some <laughs> concern
0: It's like, what the heck is this?
1: You can only pull this out, I think, once or twice in a battle. He'll start to like catch on and just attack through it.
0: Oh, it doesn't work anymore?
1: yeah yeah you can't just keep doing it
0: oh okay but
1: it is a very fun nod
0: i love that about end bosses in zelda games where, where there's like one kind of innocuous item you can use to distract the end like there's the one in twilight princess where it's i think the fishing rod oh and ganondorf's face will follow it as you swing it through the air and it's like "Ooh, interesting i didn't know that
1: <laughs> that's awesome i can't wait to do that you
0: dangle your keys in front of the end boss and you can just stab him.
1: that's great yeah i i love the idea of them continuing with that trend throughout the games. There's also a second phase to the demise fight after Mm -hmm. you beat him down a bit.
0: That, the second phase is what really whooped me.
1: The second phase is tough. This, essentially, he starts summoning lightning down from the sky. A lightning storm starts happening around you in this infinite sky ocean, which a lightning storm while you guys are in shallow water. I don't <laughs> care if you're the chosen hero. That's a bad time. I don't think that's a
0: problem for Demise, though.
1: No, I'm sure he would be fine, especially because electricity kind of pulses through his veins throughout this fight. But <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyway, Demise starts to raise his sword to the sky and summon a bolt of lightning into it mm-hmm. so essentially it's your skyward strike right it's what you've been doing throughout the game uh you cannot hit his sword while it's charged like this, or you'll get electrocuted and stunned. It's so frustrating because it takes like five seconds.
0: Electricity in this game is like the biggest problem.
1: Oh, it's like the worst part of those Lanayru sections too. Ugh. Just accidentally
0: getting electrocuted. And he's relentless with it in this fight.
1: It's very tough, yeah. Uh, so essentially what you want to do is you want to charge your Skyward Strike, wait for him to flubba in attack to mm-hmm. just miss, and you want to send that Skyward Strike at him, which will zap him, make him look like a dang fool and (laughs) leave him vulnerable to a bunch of strikes. Well,
0: if you you raise your sword up to try and gather lightning for your own, he will capitalize on that. Like, you gotta be real quick.
1: Yeah, it is tough. This is actually, this part is a little bit better, I think, in hero mode because... Better? I think you have a quicker skyward strike. I think it just immediately is (sighs) ready.
0: Oh, right, you said.
1: Yeah, the tough part, especially on the Wii about this fight, is having the Wii remote in the air long enough and not being overly vulnerable Mm -hmm. to his attacks while you do it. It's kind of not a fun phase of this fight. Like, it's a very cool phase.
0: It's extremely cool. The problem is more that the thing you need to do is fairly slow and Demise himself is very fast.
1: Yeah, for sure. There is a boss fight in Sekiro that a lot of people, if you've played Sekiro, probably notice uh, or will probably remember it's the genichiro fight one of the biggest bosses in the game that you fight multiple times he jumps in the air summons lightning into a sword and launches it at you (sighs) you have to get off of the ground and throw it back at him while you're in the air it's a very memorable (laughs) fight it's it's cool as
0: heck and that's a souls game that sounds
1: hard Sekiro. it's It's like the Least Souls Souls game. It's 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 an incredibly tough fight, but it's super cool. And this fight reminded me of that in a cool way. So if you've played both, I'm sure you've probably felt the same thing. Something else I noted. I don't know if you're familiar with the musical Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: Only tangentially.
1: The boss music that plays here has a just a motif that sounds just like the Jesus Christ Superstar. Really? If you fought this dude as many times as I fought this dude, you heard Jesus Christ Superstar in your head over and over again.
2: Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ.
0: I don't know how many people in recent generations have familiarity with that show. Well, lucky for them,
1: I will put a clip in this episode. So yeah, we kind of keep at it. And this is the last phase of the fight. I don't know. Do you have anything else about the fight itself that you want to talk about?
0: No, I think it's it's a very cool, tough and satisfying fight. It's a good cap off to the game.
1: He is a great design, even though he's only a few degrees away from Ganondorf in other iterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a cool, imposing version of Ganondorf. It's an effective version. It's a great arena, Mm -hmm. and it's only two phases, so it's not too bad if you're doing it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, So we finish this fight, and we see Demise... Try to pick himself back up again, using his sword to gain his footing, but the sword disappears beneath him.
0: Well, goodbye, (laughs) Garihim.
1: He says, extraordinary. You stand as a paragon of your kind, human. You fight like no man or demon I have ever known, though this is not the end. Mm -hmm. My hate never perishes. An incarnation of my hatred (laughs) shall ever follow your kind, dooming them to wander a blood-soaked sea of darkness for all time.
0: Just punishing yourself, man. Yeah.
1: He screams and his body turns to ash and the sky lightens up around you and Demise's spirit then gets absorbed into the Master Sword. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of spirit transferring in this section.
0: Into the Master Sword, which has been shattered and destroyed and rebuilt and reforged several times.
1: I actually missed one line that I probably shouldn't have omitted. Oh. But he says... Though this is not the end, my hate never perishes. It is born anew in a cycle with no end. I will rise again. Those like you, those who share the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, Mm -hmm.
0: they are eternally bound to this curse. The curse. This is the thing. This is the reason that you're always saving Zelda and always fighting Ganon.
1: This is it. This is the moment. Because he said this thing when he was pissed off after you bonked him a few times.
0: So the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, right? The blood of
1: the goddess and the spirit of the hero. Yeah. Why is the blood the defining trait of the goddess? Why
0: that and why not the reverse?
1: Why the blood of anything? Why not the will of the goddess or the... Or
0: why not both to both? Why not like the the blood and spirit? Or like, you know, if there's one atom of you left, my incarnation is going to come after you.
1: If only Demise could have stuck around for an extra five minutes so we could have asked him these questions.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, before you go... (laughs)
1: I noticed you said the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, but why not the inverse? Hey, this is... Ah, he's in the sword. Ah, darn it. Fi then mentions, I have confirmed the eradication of the demon king. His residual consciousness has been absorbed into the master sword and is now sealed
0: away. He lives there now. He
1: lives there now. A few things just kind of... Like I said, this is like... (laughs) a weird part of Skyward Sword where everyone has a Skyward Strike, everyone does some spirit transferring, everyone gets transferred into the Master Sword at some (laughs) point. Um, Anyway, Link's gonna arrive back at the temple where Impa's been awaiting him. She says he's done well and gives him maybe the first smile we've seen from her in this game. This is the moment where, like, you know, it, it really feels like Link has proven himself finally no more trials no
0: more trials
1: (laughs) she gestures behind link where zelda and Groose are happily waiting zelda says link thank you i think it's finally over and she starts crying and (laughs) gruce has a line where he says nice going you two you guys were totally amazing in this little adventure i like to call the legend of gruce (laughs) (laughs) and he says that that i'm just kidding that was a little joke Impa, those does follow this up and says, joke or not, Groose, your contributions were heroic and I'm thankful for them.
0: And therefore, I invite you to stay in the past. <laughs> No, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, that's kind of what I was expecting, to be honest.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Gru says he's just happy to have been able to help and asks if Link and Zelda are ready to go back to their time in the future. He says, Granny was really worried about you two. We don't want to keep the old girl in suspense too long. And you see this little look on Impa's face of, oh, have they not pieced (laughs) this together yet?
0: (laughs) I mean, Gruce, maybe.
1: Gruce certainly hasn't. I don't think Grush ever does, to be uh-huh. to be completely honest. Phi will come out of the sword at this point, and the conclusion version of Phi's theme plays in the background. says, Hylia, your grace, or perhaps you prefer Zelda. It pleases me to know you are safe. Master, I must speak with you. And then she brings him up the staircase to this pedestal in the ground.
0: Mm -hmm. We're about to have our uh, end of Aladdin moment. We're letting the genie go.
1: Nintendo has this thing. They had this period, I think, between the GameCube and the we maybe a little bit later where they like to introduce companions in all of their franchises Uh that only stuck around for a game Mm -hmm. just to give them a really tearful goodbye it works and they did this over and over again doesn't matter if it's a zelda game a mario game just like all over the place they would do this i mean
0: they did try for Mario. it doesn't really work for mario
1: (laughs) you didn't cry saying goodbye to flood no no she says master link you have successfully protected the goddess reborn and defeated demise fulfilling your role as the hero of legend my purpose here is complete therefore i ask you to dissolve our arrangement as master and servant i quit and drive the sword into the pedestal before you and i will return the sword to enter a sleep without end please set the sword in the pedestal and bring the goddess's mission to an end. It is time to conclude our necessary companionship.
0: Time to slam that power button. She jumps back
1: into the sword and after a gentle exchange between Zelda and Link, Link sets the sword back into the pedestal and sadly walks back down the stairs. As he's leaving the sword behind, he hears Fi reach out one more time. Your batteries are running low. (laughs) <laughs> she says link link hear me my purpose was to obey the command of the goddess and lead you the chosen hero of this land on your quest when i first awoke and began this task i perceived it as merely serving my function as a servant to her grace however i've come to consider the information corresponding to our time together amongst the most precious data i have on record
0: i feel nothing to be honest i to, to, to really to have the the lot li- it's more like the line the most precious data i've ever recorded i'm like you i feel like you don't even mean it that's the way she
1: speaks that's her language that's all she knows this this stuff worked on me i've got to but say but there's
0: there's at this point in the game i do like that like she doesn't call you master anymore because you dissolved your agreement with her mm-hmm. the contract is over so she just calls you link that's cool yeah That is cool. But, like, I feel like that's not enough of a connection. Like, you've been together for so long, and she just says, Yes, my processor enjoyed it, I guess.
1: Okay, well, if that didn't work for you, maybe this last bit will. She exits the sword one more time and looks Link in the eyes. She says, I do not have the capability to fully understand the human spirit, Link. But now, at the end of my journey with you, as I prepare to sleep within the Master Sword forever, I experience a feeling... I am unable to identify. I lack sufficient data to be sure of my conclusion, but I believe this feeling correlates closest to what your people call happiness does this unit have a soul our partnership is at an end and even as we speak i feel my consciousness fading away before i enter the sleep that calls me to the sword i wish to relay to you words that i recorded many times over the course of our journey many have said them to you thus far but i now wish to say them for myself thank you master link may we meet again in another
0: life or oh, several other lives Okay. <laughs> this is a great goodbye. I mean wish granted. Well,
1: yeah, that's one thing. I I don't know. I love this. This stuck with me. This last bit of dialogue. This this last bit of dialogue alone might be why I actually really like Five. Oh,
0: that's why? I think so. I liked basically everything else. I thought I think like it's fun to have kind of a distant character with you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And the idea that you might have had her with you every time you've had the Master Sword, I love. Yeah. I mean, they even give you a a, a nice nod to it in Breath of the Wild.
0: Yeah. You hear the, the fine noise.
1: So, yeah. May we meet again in another life as she re enters the sword. Link,
0: I have a note here. Oh no, it's okay, Chris. You'll be fine.
1: I have a sorry. No, I was coughing. <laughs> I have a note here though. Link is fighting off tears, and I am sitting here completely brokenhearted. <laughs> it, it worked <laughs> on me. I don't know. I'm a I'm a, I'm a sucker. Also, like. We spent a lot of time playing this game and talking about this game for this podcast, so I probably am overly sentimental towards it. Uh, At the bottom of the stairs, we have Zelda trying to convince Impa to come back to the present with her. Impa says, hey, listen, you possess the memories of the goddess. Mm -hmm. You need to understand why that's not possible. This is my time. I need to stay here. I need to protect this gate. Right. I need to protect the Triforce.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the Triforce is exposed back where we're from. Do you want to, like, help with that?
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to get to that in a second. Zelda seems to have difficulty accepting this, considering everything they've been through. But Impa says this one line, The last remnants of demise are decaying slowly within the sword. Mm -hmm. Someone must stay behind and watch over this blade. His spirit must not reawaken. He must never be allowed to threaten this world again. This is the true nature of the task given to my tribe. Uh Uh-huh. As a member of the Sheikah, the goddess's chosen guardians, I gladly welcome this duty. Hey, sounds great. Where are they? Okay. Okay, (laughs) you're getting hung up on semantics. Again,
0: I think this is another great world building line. I think so too. I just don't like the idea that Impa is hanging out alone doing this forever. All right, well... Does anybody ever swing by to see if she's good?
1: I I hope so. I hope she establishes friends over that thousand years. It's not just her eating life fruit forever.
0: <laughs> I'm so tired of eating this fruit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I love this. It, it shows the purpose of the Sheikah tribe, you know, in this one line uh, yeah. over the years. She recounts the words that Hylia told her, I shall watch over the Triforce. Its power is too great to leave in the grasp of a man. Dependence on its might is an invitation to disaster. When it has served its purpose, it must be secreted Mm -hmm. away to lie dormant once again, the knowledge of its existence hidden from mortal history.
0: Now, this is a detail I like a lot. We don't get the mention of this in other games where it's like, hey, after every game where the Triforce is used, the Sheikah have to go and hide it again.
1: Yeah, because of (laughs) men. Men are dumb and they keep abusing this thing. I think
0: that is a very good lesson at the end of the day.
1: I mean, yeah. And the men in these games prove it.
0: The man in these games.
1: The man, yeah. (laughs) Zelda (laughs) nods reluctantly, um, but then kind of gives a smile. And she does this fun little detail Uh, where she hands Impa one of her purple wrist cuffs. Right. Her hairbands, I don't know exactly what it is. It kind of looks like a hairband. It's
0: like one of those finger traps where you you put fingers in and they get caught if you try to pull them apart. Okay,
1: we have a lot of listeners who don't (laughs) actually play this game. It's not actually a finger trap. It is a cuff that she wears around her wrist. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time, though, that we actually see the Triforce's design on it, which is... Kind of cool. But this is the detail that I mentioned in episode one or two of the series, and you didn't know what I was talking oh, about. yeah. We'll, we'll get to it in just a second. Impa says, Do not despair, Zelda. You and I will surely meet again someday. With a reassuring smile, she opens the portal and the three heroes go through. Right. The heroes being Zelda, Groose, and Link, not Impa. Impa stays
0: back. <laughs> no, it is Impa. Groose stays behind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Link and Groose run up to greet the old lady, but Zelda hangs back with tears in her eyes as she realizes now that the old lady has been wearing her wrist cuff this whole time. This is the detail.
0: You're about like to drop this here, but like really quick, I just want to note, Groose and Link run over to old Impa so excitedly. Like, they love love this old lady. It's very good.
1: It's their grandma. They love it. And we're just happy to see our heroes happy. But yeah, she's wearing the wrist cuff. I I feel like it was, didn't the old lady at some point earlier specifically say, hey, I'm Impa?
0: I don't think she, does she just straight up say, I'm Impa?
1: Because I feel like we celebrated the fact that we didn't have to spoiler tag that anymore. I feel like we celebrated that a bunch of Oh yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're wrong. Both of us apparently have pretty bad memory with this stuff. But yeah, this is the moment where you realize this old lady was Impa the whole time. And ever since the first cutscene with the old lady, you can see the wrist cuff that Zelda gives her in the past. Mm-hmm. Which is another just great little detail. It's
0: it's really, really good.
1: And the old lady says to Zelda, see, I told you we'd meet again as she holds her hand out. Unfortunately, she at this moment turns to ashes. Man. Uh, presumably as her purpose has now been fulfilled.
0: Right. Just like all the monks in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Man, people who like to say I told you so will wait forever. (laughs) they'll they'll wait till the world has ended just for that opportunity
1: yeah and her spirit gets absorbed into the sword like i said just it is getting crowded in that sword wait
0: wait wait whoa, whoa 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 one more time who gets impa gets absorbed into the sword
1: Impa, as she dissolves her spirit, I. it's never explicitly stated, but like, I don't know, maybe her ashes just cover the sword, but her spirit oh, okay. so gets th- blown over to the master
0: sword. Okay, so it's not literally Impa's soul enters the sword.
1: No, no, no. There is nothing to support the idea that Impa and Phi are uh, co- habitating the sword. (laughs) With Demise. Well, no, because Impa of the past said that Demise's spirit is dissolving. The reason that she's staying back is to make...
0: Yeah, slowly.
1: A thousand years is pretty slow. He doesn't have any life fruit tree in there keeping
0: him alive. I mean, he waited eons, etc, etc. So who knows?
1: Eons is probably... 900 years there's nothing to say he could last a thousand listen
0: i just want a really cool sitcom of demise and fi and Girahim living inside of the master sword with ten thousand impas (laughs) (laughs) every impa enters the sword and they just hang out there oh
1: my gosh what would that sitcom be called
0: oh 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 big d's house
1: big okay i don't know if
0: i like uh the i don't know if i like
1: big d uh getting in that title yeah (laughs) (laughs) The ashes of Impa um, kind of spread across the Master Sword. The Hero of Time theme plays, and we get one last look at the Master Sword, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in its pedestal in the temple, Mm -hmm. uh, with sunlight peeking through it as the credits roll on our journey. Beautiful. Yeah, I love this iteration of the Hero of Time that plays here. It's slightly different from the one we hear earlier.
0: So, Chris, this pedestal where the Master Sword rests now, was it here before? I don't know. Just wondering. <laughs> I'm just asking questions.
1: Yeah, I didn't recognize it there before. I didn't, I didn't really go back and look either. It, I, I would say it's probably safe to assume it's been there, considering the smaller details they did now, mm-hmm. but maybe not.
0: So poor Impa vanishes. She turns to dust. Do the other Sheikah finally show up to perform their duties here? Or is it just lost?
1: What duties at this point?
0: To watch over the Master Sword, etc.? Well, I guess we kind of assume so. I mean, they're going to have to show up soon to put the Triforce away. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that's already happened. I think it's still out there.
1: Well, no, it would have to still be out there at this point. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Impa saying that does imply that her tribe is on it.
0: Like the sky clears up, we're going to see in a moment. And people with loft wings are to come flying down. Stritch, could he just reach out, grab the trifle? It's completely undefended.
1: Okay, let's be real. If Stritch touched that thing, it would burn through his skin. He is not <laughs> ready to touch that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they a lot of these narratives ask that someone be pure of heart. It doesn't say pure what.
1: Yeah, more like pure fart if we're talking about stretch.
0: Nah, too low-hanging fruit. You've got to be kidding me with that.
1: <laughs> anyway, so it seems like we're kind of moving on and talking about the post credit scene here. Oh, is that post-credits? that is you got to watch through the credits for that
0: oh okay gotcha
1: mcu time baby the mcu <laughs> was inspired by skyward sword actually
0: oh see i'm gonna be thinking about the whole thing where all the the links meet up and form the chain for, like from the bonus uh-huh. app
1: <laughs> all right so in the post credit scene we find ourselves on the ground by the goddess statue where the isle of the goddesses landed in the present day gay is down here with zelda link and gruce stritch and colin fly down from their loft wings uh, from overhead mm-hmm. uh, along with Gruose's loft wing, which comes down with them. We have one last rendition here of Ballad of the Goddess. Link plays it while him and Zelda are standing on the hands of the goddess statue. Uh-huh. And they pause briefly and wave goodbye to Gruose as he and his friends fly back to
0: uh, Skyloft, assuming to tell everybody that he saved the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wondered at this point, was Gruose flying back for good? Or is he going to be back in a little bit uh, to like... I wish I knew. Because like the old lady's gone, you know? The, the implication I felt was he's, he's going back to Skyloft. Mm. Like he has fulfilled this part of his destiny.
0: It's hard to say, to be honest, because I, I got a couple different theories that like possibly Groose play some sort of part in the Gerudo lineage or with in sure. Minish Cap, the Sky People lineage.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I haven't, I haven't met them. Oh,
0: man. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to get into it, but like, I have so many theories from Minish Cat right now. We'll
1: get there. I believe it. But yeah, I I got a feeling of finality with this. So Mm -hmm. in my head, Groose was saying goodbye to the grounds here. Okay. Zelda turns to Link and she has a bit of dialogue. She says, look around us. As a child, I always dreamed of a world below. I wanted to see the surface with my own eyes and feel the land's warm breeze on my skin. I, I think I want to live here. I always want to feel solid ground beneath my feet, to see the clouds above my head and watch over the Triforce. And I will be a queen! What about you, Link? What will you do now? Oh yeah, and Link just kind of smiles yeah but like excited smiles i mean this is how link says yes we know this uh uh-huh. this is how link says yes in a in a situation where we don't get to click on the word yes
0: i mean insert your answer there though because he doesn't say anything so like what do you want to do link i'm gonna go beat up fledge
1: Yeah, <laughs> i don't think they yeah. oh the fledge throughout this episode <laughs> is very good <laughs> i don't think that there is a uh, room for interpretation because After this, we see Link and Zelda's Loftwings travel back up into the air without them on board, which again, maybe I was just in an emotional state at this point, Mm. but seeing those Loftwings go back up without them Uh made me feel something.
0: Yeah, I kind of miss the Loftwings
1: bye flofty yeah oh flofty he's going to make a life for himself without us and we're going to start the you know hyrule that we know and love down here with zelda <laughs>
0: he's gonna he's gonna live on our shield forever yeah i guess
1: yeah i guess so i mean that's that's the red loft wing, right
0: all things considered for like what Flofty contributed to the game as opposed to everything Link did on his own. It's amazing that he made it onto like the Hyrule emblem that lasts
1: forever. Good job, Flofty. Well-deserved. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it. That's that's the end of the post-credits sequence.
0: There is one thing that we missed that was in during the credits. Uh, you actually get some small flashbacks to Zelda's part in the story. Oh, please. Can you talk us through some of that? Oh, it's super brief. Uh, you just see Zelda's landing down in Farron Woods, which my assumption was that since she got in the tornado, she was immediately captured, but apparently not. She wakes up down in Farron Woods and then she meets uh, old Impa, who leads her down towards the Skyview Temple. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she handles all of Skyview on her own. Good job, Zelda.
1: Yeah, it's very cool to see her go through these dungeons and prove to be every bit as competent as Link was. Well,
0: I mean, the first dungeon, then she meets Impa by the second one.
1: All right. Yeah, fair enough. Her and Impa. I would play a co-op game with Zelda and Impa. Are you kidding? That'd be a co-op multiplayer game. Two
0: very different play styles, but I think I could get behind that.
1: Yeah, that would be fun like a uh, army of two. <laughs> you remember those games? A real Kane and Lynch scenario but with Zelda and Link. Make Impa. it like
0: a story thing, like that that prison escape one on the PS3 or PS4. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's kind of cool seeing seeing their journey through the credits. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the the conclusion here to Skyward Sword?
0: I think it's emotionally satisfying. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really good. I I don't think I would have put anything else to, that I can think of.
1: No. I think they wrap up everything that you would want them to. Yeah.
0: As far as, like, you know, the beginning of this legend goes, I think it basically hits every checkbox.
1: You see the curse, you see the purpose of the Sheikah, you kind of get all of those things uh, in motion, yeah. Uh, which is, you which know, is great. They, they
0: don't really explicitly tell you what happens to the other species and Hylians and you know, from there, but you can kind of piece it together on your own, make your own assumptions pretty easily. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I, And maybe we'll see more of them in a future game, fingers
0: crossed. Depending on your point of view and theories of stuff, you see... Basically, everybody, even the species that you don't see anymore, you see their descendants later on, except for one. Which is? Magma. I was just gonna say, what about the magma? What about the magma? What about the magma, Chris? That is a question that I promised to answer during our talks of Minish Cap.
2: Oh
1: okay. (laughs) I am incredibly excited. Uh yeah, for me, there were times where it feels like Skyward Sword really has a lot of Mm cutscenes, maybe arguably too many at some points, but I do think that. Even with that feeling, these ending cutscenes just emotionally kind of land in a way that I was like, this is all very satisfying. Word. Do you want to say anything about Skyward Sword as a whole
0: here? Well, I think there's one way that we can probably address this. Chris, how would you rate the experience of Skyward Sword overall as a vacation package? Bet you forgot about the travelogue angle, didn't (laughs) you?
1: We go from a volcano Mm -hmm. to... A infinite ocean in the sky. Yep. I think, honestly, it has... Skyward Sword's problems are the fact that it does kind of feel like it gets repetitive in some regards throughout the three acts or the three and a half acts of the game. Okay. Where you are repeatedly visiting very similar areas. But that being said... I do think that those areas each have a strong charm. Mm -hmm. I think they all have a good sense of place. I think, you know, Lanayru, Farron, and Elden all have very unique, memorable attributes. I feel very strongly about Skyward Sword. I think it's a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. A lot of my feelings about this game are intrinsically tied To this show and the fact that I Uh am doing this project with one of my best friends. Same. Like, I like the fact that it has those flourishes for me. Uh Um, So I think I rate this game way higher than a lot (laughs) of people.
0: Well, I think you're definitely right. I, I think you and I are well past the point of objectivity.
1: But I do think that I'm very happy that there the there are so many quality of life things that have been addressed in the switch remaster of this and the overall conversation of this game has changed to be much more positive after the hd version of this it's a special game mm-hmm. um so as a travel package as someone who <laughs> has spent this past calendar year traveling uh through skyward sword i would say i mean i want to give it an emotional 10 out of 10 but Uh that's going to make everyone roll their eyes speaking fairly and trying to be objective which is all silly to do (laughs) i would say this is a solid 7 or 8 out of 10 probably a 7.5 out of 10 or if we're doing our other scale three and a half out of five Mm -hmm. i guess
0: i think i agree on basically all points like because of this show and talking about it with you and whatnot it definitely has a much closer place in my being than it did previously when I just kind of pirated it like a decade ago. But, you know, whatever. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't really care back then. Uh huh. But having done this go around, though, I loved it. I loved it to yeah. itty-bitty pieces. And, and it's,
1: a, it's a great game on its own merits. It has flaws, but it, it really is a solid, yeah. fun Zelda
0: game. Oh, it's, it's far from perfect. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the Wii Remote, I'm glad it's gone, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Agreed. But as far as travelogue goes, I was going to just say uh, 8 out of 10, at least. I'm with you. 8 out of 10. Bump mine up to 8. The locations are great. The music is great. I know that's not really the thing you'll hear in in that context. But like everything is great and bright and colorful. And despite the apparent danger, you know, I suppose the conceit is that the danger would be put away if you're going on vacation. Sure.
1: Yeah, this is tonally the opposite direction of Twilight Princess. Yeah. It's great that both of them exist on these same systems.
0: And I love Twilight Princess, but... It's fantastic, yeah. But as far as I recall, like, I don't look at the locales and settings in Twilight Princess and feel stuff like I do in Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some locations that'll do it, like the Snow Mansion, etc., you know. But this place is... It's good, It's real good, y'all. If you haven't played it, definitely go play it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's easier than ever now that it's on the Switch.
0: It's easier to get and easier to play.
1: So one last time for Skyward Sword, do we want to crack open those postcards?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: We got one more review here from someone named rmark85. He says, really enjoying this podcast. They take a humorous and lighthearted approach to reviewing the Zelda series. Recommend to any fans. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Mark, rmark, Mark or rmark, or whatever you go by. Oh, hi,
0: Mark. Thank you. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and I hope that Mark is as excited to talk about Minish Cap as we are. Yes. Because we're going to we're going to be heading there pretty soon. I am
0: vibrating with anticipation. Uh, and just a reminder, if y'all want to send postcards our way you can send them to us either to hyrulepod at gmail.com or you can send us a rating and review over on apple podcasts which we'll read here on the show we
1: really appreciate everyone reaching out and all the feedback we've gotten so far it has meant the world to us and it has kept us going throughout this season and it will drive us forward to make the show even better in future seasons and on that note, let's talk about the next few episodes, I
0: guess. I think it's just going to be a couple couple bonus eps.
1: Yeah, so this episode will probably go up sometime early January, and then I think we will put up two bonus episodes to kind of cap off things with Skyward Sword. I think we're looking to do an episode on the manga for Skyward Sword mm-hmm. that you can find if you have the Hyrule Historia. It's in the back of the Hyrule Historia, so read it along with us. And we also want to do a awards episode Mm -hmm.
0: the skyward sorties the skyward
1: sorties um where we're gonna go over our list our personal lists for top things like music and npcs and dungeons and things like that Mm -hmm. and we might also battle it out to kind of come up with a definitive list for one or two of those categories for the podcast as a whole as well.
0: Yeah, let's see. We'll see how much I want to fight you that day. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I think the idea of those bonus episodes are they will probably be a little bit rougher, a little bit less edited, because we're also going to be playing through Minish Cap and taking notes in that time. So we want to be able to split our focus and structure a good season for Minish Cap.
0: Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, the the manga is fairly short. It's just something at the back of the Hyrule Historia. So uh, chances are I'm going to cap off that bonus ep with a little bit of an outtake reel oh
1: we have so many outtakes so yeah i'm glad that we'll be able to get our listeners to hear some of the silly stuff that we've said
0: i have stuff that i guarantee you forgot about chris i can't wait for that
1: i forgot about most of the stuff we said in our main episodes that we put up so (laughs) anyway one last time if people want to reach out to us on social media where can they find us
0: On social, you can find us at Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr at HyrulePod. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can find me on Twitter at TheEdgeOfMyPete. And I am at a man named Babs, B-A-B-S. And for the last time this season, excuse me, podcast.
1: Before I enter the sleep that calls me to the sword, I wish to relay to you words that I recorded many times over the course of our journey. Many have said them to you thus far, but now I wish to say them for myself. That slogan truly stinks. <laughs>